0: Welcome back to the program. I tell you what, one of the beloved commentators on this network. Can't wait to start calling games with him in 2024. In fact, it's just around the corner. So uh, looking forward to getting the great Tim Manar. Also known as Tim Manar, former Parramatta Reels. Great. And what about this? He was a traveller over there to Las Vegas for the start of the 2024 season. He's going to give us his understanding of how successful rugby league was in the U.S. of eight. I think we've got him live from a sauna in Las Vegas. Hello, Timbo. <laughs> 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 Thank you,
1: Jimmy. Uh, also known <laughs> as James the Bone Clash Smith. <laughs> How you going, mate?
0: But you know what? I was sitting on the couch yesterday watching those games and was getting texts and calls from mates, and we were just so jealous of anyone and everyone who was over there. So right now, I'm very green with envy uh, Tim, but uh, more to the point, how are you, mate? How was rugby league's debut in in the US of A this time around?
1: Oh, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, obviously, you have some roots connected to the, yes. the United States with your wife, so I can understand uh, wanting to be here. But it was it was special. I think the NRL have really got a give themselves a pat on the back. Um, you know, it was a big gamble what they did coming here. Um, no idea whether it would work or not. And I think, to be honest, even leading up to the three, four days before the game, I still think there would have been a uh, bit of anxiety on the NRL's behalf. But yep. they had a stand day, I think it was two days before the game, where they had about 10,000 turn up. Wow. I think that was the moment they realized that it's going to work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, incredible achievement by NRL to put it, their spectacle together. Um, I have no doubt there was bumps along the way, and I'm sure there were things that didn't go to plan. But um, at the end of the day, it was a product that was a, a great showing. in the two games... It was exactly what General made it to show, you know, another country to show what kind of product we have because the, the four teams play their heart out and they put on a great performance.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point to remember too. The Seagulls 36-24 over the Rabbitohs, the Roosters 20-10 over the Broncos. And we've talked earlier about the unfortunate incident coming out of that with the alleged racism. Spencer Leenu now being charged by the NRL Match Review Committee. But what about the games themselves? And and not only the, the games, but the manner in which they were played. We're all a bit worried about the... Uh, the narrower field, Timmy, but that didn't seem to have an impact. What did it look like live at the ground?
1: Yeah, I didn't think it had an impact either. I think there was a lot of talk about it beforehand and, you know, whether the teams would play with three fullbacks by dropping their wingers or what they might do, but it, it felt like a normal game. Um, I thought that, you know, both teams, I thought it was a very well refereed as well. The referees, like that, yes. slow, brought in a bit of fatigue, which actually opened it up and it's exactly what you want from that kind of spectrum and that kind of game, but um, I didn't notice much difference between that and any other game. I think South Sydney may have felt a little bit, because they're probably the best in the league when it comes to those, uh, those edges and their shifts towards, especially to that left side. Yes, um, But you you couldn't really walk away from the game and see a huge difference between a normal NRL game and yesterday.
0: Yeah. What about the performance of some of the individuals? So really good performance from Manly and the Roosters, but were there any individuals that caught your eye, Timmy?
1: Yeah, mate, I'm a I'm a bit biased, but I thought um, you know Nathan Brown had a lot of impact when he came off for the Manly Seagulls in his debut. I thought he had a lot of punch. Um, you know, as well in his debut. I thought he was great. Um, nice touches. Yes. Cherry Evans for me was the CNN that game. I just think he just controls games off <laughs> no other. End. Um, it's almost like the, the older he gets, the, the more calm and composed he gets. So I thought he was great. And obviously, um, you know the Roosters they they sent uh, you know made a big statement. They've I spoke to a few of them in the lead up and they were saying that in the in the last few years they've been really disappointed with the way they've started the season. Mm. Um, so it was a really big game for them, not just because of the occasion, but because they wanted to start the year on a good note and not be chasing their tail you know, after five or six rounds.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought Tedesco and Manu were exceptional for the... Actually, the, I thought Luke Keery was excellent. There were some really good individual performances. What about the fans that were there, Timmy? Uh, you're a man of the people. Um, you You were saying beforehand that... You know, yes, a lot of fans there from the four sides that were there, but there were other rugby league fans that were in town as
1: well. Yeah, I think it was just a good excuse for any NRL fan that wanted to head over to Vegas to make it to make a meal of it. But you know, the, the airports coming from Australia were full of league fans. Uh, you know, hotels everywhere, restaurants, and the thing is, it wasn't just the four teams playing. I saw you know, dozens of Eels fans. I saw, you know, there was. Oh, mate, every other team I've heard was Warriors fans. Yeah. So it was just really good to see something and of all guys turn up and just want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, the concern I had was maybe next year, those guys that, you know, use their, one, their brownie points or two, the actual finances to get here. Um, would they be able to come again? Or, to, you know, is the number smaller coming out of Australia? But like you said at the start of this, this interview, you know, there's a lot of people that would have watched it yesterday and had a bit of throwaway and wished that, that they were there. So I think... Yeah, while there might not be, you know, the exact same guys coming again, I think there'll be a new batch of fans that are really excited to come and check out whether it's their team or not, but check out the whole experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's one part of it in the crowd, and that is those people who travelled over from Australia. What about the people in the US? Did Were you able to chat with any of the locals? Do we Do we know any of the situations about, you know, people who've had an interest pricked in this game and thought, right, let's go and check out this rugby
1: league? But I think, um, yeah, well, there were definitely a lot of fans there from America. Like, uh, and it was actually really cool to see them wearing you know the NRL paraphernalia with their accent. So they they'll, they'll right into it. Yep. Um, so plenty plenty of Americans turned up. Uh, Fox did a great thing by getting some really good exposure. I heard, and don't quote me whether it's factual or not, but um, someone told me during the game had 35 million viewers at that point. And now that could be completely wrong. But if that's true, that's, that's a huge achievement.
0: Okay, all right. I think <laughs> I think someone's having a lender you there, Timmy. but anyway, we I wouldn't mind finding
1: out what the actual number was, Well,
0: Uh we're working on it. We are looking to get the numbers and we're, we're you know, because that's a really interesting thing. We right? haven't done it yet. No we've been doing all day. <laughs> I tell you what, I haven't been doing all day, mate. That's sitting in a sauna, sweating out the night before. But but you know, each to their oh, own. Mate. Each to their own. On the, let, you're right. Though, you're like I sh- a
1: brewery in there.
0: Yeah, I should I should get to work on that one. Just going back to your point on Nathan Brown. Uh, we were discussing our super coach side yesterday morning with uh, the general manager of football, and and uh, that's Austin and and River and and Nathan Brown's name came up. I went nah. And then about three of his hit-ups into the game, I'm like, oh, why did we leave him out? But anyway, uh, separate issue on that one. Okay, in, in, your, uh, in your opinion, Timmy, um, same sides go across next year? Do they add new sides, four completely new sides? How do you think the
1: best way to do it for, uh, for the NRL? Well, first of let's go back to your, your uh, fantasy team. Um, I'm not surprised Austin hasn't fired you yet. You've made some pretty poor calls over the years. That's exactly uh, but, right. You know, I, I've got to Austin. We'll go to the board meeting about it and discuss what happens next. <laughs> exactly. um, in terms of the teams, now I know I think Manley and, and Roosters have both said they'd love to come back and back up again. Yep. Uh, I think, you know, that's a great sign. That it means that they enjoyed it and they, it worked well for them. Um, however, you know, I think... Every other team would like to have a go. You know, I caught up with the ELL CEO that was here a few days ago, and you know, he's really excited about getting Parramatta here. Um, I know Penrith, they won't have a stadium next year, so if they can bring a home game away from Penrith to America, that's a goal for them. So yep. everyone's got, wanting to put their hand up and be a part of it. Um, and the exposure is huge, not only um, for the game, but for the individual teams, for their brand as well. So it's great for them to you yeah. know, get on that stage.
0: Uh, straight after you get out of the sauna, will you be slipping into some uber-comfortable Daniel Patrick gear? Because uh, if you haven't seen it, he's been across the uh, NRL uh, website and lots of uh, articles about uh, Pat Jarvis's son, Daniel Patrick, who is now a fashion designer. And he's got the bigger man in mind, Tim, uh, and currently outfitting Travis Kelsey, and the all, uh, entire O line of the Kansas City Chiefs, as well as uh, Travis's brother Jason. Uh, did you happen to catch up with uh, Daniel? And if so, will you be wearing his gear exclusively on a Friday <laughs> night here at Sen? I
1: well, no, did. I had a great time. We we, we spent some time together in uh, in LA, and he actually drove me went to um had dinner with the the Bruce guys at Nick house, which was a good experience. Yes. Um, and then yeah, obviously in, in Vegas we caught up again and. Um, Got some of his gear. He does some really good gear. It's um, he's very good at what he does. He's a creative, very different to me. I don't I don't have that kind of brain that can design that stuff. But he's incredible at what he does, and there's a reason why people like Travis Kelsey and Beyonce and all those people want to wear his gear.
0: Yeah, uh, if those people didn't hear the uh, name drop there, Nick Molnar, who is the Australian uh, founder of Afterpay, So that's that's I'll just bend down pick <laughs> up that pick up that note for you there. <laughs> you know I what, Timmy? Some people have a very I different, different... Yeah. The... Yeah. job. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Hey Timmy, um stay healthy. I uh, hope it's an infrared sauna that you're in at the moment. Uh really appreciate your time mate and can't wait to be calling games again with you on a Friday night. Can't wait, legend. See you soon.